Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Ray K back here with your host, Bob Bittner. Everyone, we took a week off. We're back now. I'm really excited to be back. I wasn't able to join you guys last week. I know Bob and Grace uh, did a session last week. I got kind of tied up with my kids. They seem to be leaving the lights on in the car, so when I go to the car, the battery's dead. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing how Don't that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've perfected that, but I'm glad to be back. I know last week we discussed customer service and um I think it's a good idea for us to continue that conversation because there's definitely lots to talk about, right, Bob? That's right. You know, uh, Ray, we last time uh, Grace and I talked, we talked about the customer service perspective, you know, kind of how you deal with customers and clients and so forth from a customer service perspective. But this week, I really wanted to talk about the technician out there that's actually doing the work. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. You can have somebody make all kinds of commitments on the phone to you. Can be super nice, but it's if it's not followed up. It's all by, about the delivery. It's, right? it's really about yeah. the delivery. If it's not followed up by whomever shows up there to do the work, then you know the experience is bad. And no matter how much talking you do on the phone, it's hard to make it right again. It's funny you say that because I've been on both sides, right? So I've seen uh, technicians that have come to my house, for an example, will use uh, either a cable provider or one of my HVAC guys. I've had guys that come into my house that are super, super professional, that, you know, put on their booties, they present themselves well, they execute to the T. And I've had other technicians come out to my house and, and I'm and I've as soon as they walk through the door, I, I have this sense saying, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to really fight to get things done here. Am I sure I want that guy in my house? <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. If I you know the same thing goes in the workplace. You know, how we present ourselves, uh, the look and how we behave. Uh, I always used to tell uh, my employees, uh, wherever I worked, that they were part of the organization. And for instance, uh, in the school system, I used to say, you're not an HVAC technician, you're not an electrician, you're an educator. You uh, are helping out with the education process. And so when you go out and uh, you present yourself, first of all, the kids are watching you, the employees are watching you and how you behave, and it's just like you just said there, what do you look like when you come on site? Yeah, I think I think to what you're saying is you have, we have to have the need to kind of stress that you need to take ownership in what you do. Exactly. Is, is that, am I right in saying that? Exactly. And also, you know, there has to be good, uh, clear communication on the work that's to be done. A lot of times people will try to get more work than what they ask for and small things might be okay, but if you get distracted on a job by doing four or five other things, you're not going to get on to that next person that you've committed to to be there at a certain time. So I think, you know, there's there's several rules, good rules to follow. One is that you come in and you look and you act and behave professionally. You are a professional as a as a skilled technician, even if even if you're just the helper, and and I don't say that lightly, uh, that you present yourself well, that you do the things that uh, um, are good presentation. We were laughing before the show. One of the first things I did when I went to the school system 
at Christmas time, we have this big party, and, and I would actually pay for the breakfast myself because that was one of the things that the school system wouldn't reimburse, but I had all my people in, and uh, one of the things I gave them the very first Christmas that I was there was a, uh, a little dustpan and a whisk broom, and uh, you, you were laughing about that kind of like, that's a delivery of a fruitcake or something for Christmas. Well, yeah, it's equivalent to a fruitcake. You're like, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, for it. but it really was a message that, uh, that I wanted to deliver uh, about how important they were, and that cleanup is just as part of a big a part of the job as getting the repair done. A lot of times technicians feel like, well, I'm somebody else, there's a janitor on staff, they'll come by and clean up after me. And I think that is the whole mindset that we want to present, that the work that we do uh, is really a signature, is our signature. It's telling uh, the folks around us who we are, who we really are, and so how good it looks. So I think coming in and looking good, knowing what you're uh, going to do, uh, communicating with the client, with the person that's requested the work, and invariably you're going to be asked to do extra stuff. While you're here, could you? Uh, can you do this? You make a good point there. So the question is, or like, how do you know you're not doing too much? Yeah, and, and that's a that's a great question, Ray, because you know you've you've uh, the requester has requested a certain thing done, and when you go there to do it, there might be some other little thing. And what we used to say is. You know, if it's something that you can do in five minutes or less, that's not going to detract from your next job because you've made a commitment to be someplace else to service another client uh, at a certain time that, you know, it doesn't inhibit that. And so I think you need good communication with the person that's asking all of these extra things to be done in their space while they've got you there that you would uh, just, you know, kindly say to them, you know, I've made commitments to other people. I tried to be here on time for you. I want to honor that commitment for them. This is a little bigger job that we can do in the five minutes extra that I've got. And then say to them, you know, feel free to put a work order in for that and we'll follow up with you and we'll come back and take care of it. Yeah, I think that communication piece is so big because I've asked for things just like everyone else. I, I, I like to get as much as I can right, from the service that is being provided to me. And I think there's certain ways of one, for us as a, as the buyer or as the consumer to say or ask for things, right, you, you want to be right. nice. At the same time, I think there's there's a big component there where you as a professional or the person providing the service also has to provide the same amount of professionalism back in the event that you cannot. That's right. Right. And, and I think a lot, a lot will go about the person's attitude. You know, if I come in as a service provider, as a technician into your space doing something, and I've got a good attitude, uh, I don't act like I've got a chip on my shoulder, that I'm doing you a favor yeah. Uh, yeah. for being here, yeah. just showing up. Uh, and then there's, there's also getting to the point of uh, another place is knowing the boundaries of your skill, that if I can't do something, if I'm not qualified to do something, to stop and say, you know, communicate that. Let, let, uh, I need to bring somebody back in that can do this to help me with this, to show me I'm not sure quite exactly what to do. And a lot of times we have a lot of pride in ourselves and we want to do something. And sometimes we make things worse than make things better for the client. So I think also being able to say as a technician, you know, this is beyond my scope. I've looked at this. I know that we committed to have this done for you right now, but I don't want to, I want to make sure it's right for you. 
And so I want to, I need to get somebody back in here. If I can't do that right now, when can I? A lot of these issues can be resolved with good communication. And a lot of times, even when we go into a workplace, the person that requested the work may not be there. And so I think it's always important. And uh, another thing that we did is we had a little tablet and certainly emails are effective and you can get feedback off of a work order, off of an email. But I think just a little, uh, we had these little uh, 3M sticky notes made up with uh, the work order, that number, and I was here. If you have any problems, here's my number, give me a call. And leave that on the desk if, if the person's not there so they know you've been there and worked on it and uh, taking care of the problem and follow up with them. What we're really talking about is it's, it's got to be a change from within. It's almost like a life change. It's a habit that you're creating to move forward. I can imagine this affecting, if, if you start somewhere and saying, hey, I no longer want to provide mediocre service and I want to become a uh, more professional at what I do. I want to provide more value in what I do. This can affect everything in your life. Exactly. I mean, it's it's even actually outside of work, right? You're making a commitment to something, following through with it, completing it, doing it, finishing it up. I was reading a uh, a post uh, a couple of weeks ago by a guy uh, that does some uh, building automation work, and uh, he's got a service provide providing business uh, along that line. And he was talking about in this article, uh, done is done, and. Uh, when he asked his technicians, are you done with the job? He's meeting, are you done with everything? Are you done with the paperwork? Are you done? Does anybody have to go back and clean up? Does somebody have to go back and touch up paint? Uh, done is done. And so when you say I'm done with something. It should be 100%. It should be done. Yeah. And a lot of times we uh, we put off some of that those lighter steps in it, uh, particularly around the cleaning up. A lot of times around the paperwork that uh, we put off documenting the paperwork takes the longest <laughs> it, it does sometimes it <laughs> yeah. takes longer to fill the paperwork out uh, that's why you know uh, here at the dude we really stress some tools that really optimize mm -hmm. getting things done quicker and easier uh, mobile apps and so forth that are easy that can actually take voice recognition and turn those comments into uh, written text for us and it's, it makes it so much easier but still taking the time to do that, to complete it, and to document what you've done so that it's you're, you really know what, uh, what is going on uh, in the workforce. One of the other things I just wanted to point out, Ray, that uh, I think we ought to always be cautious of today uh, in our environment is how we behave on the, at the job site and that we're not uh, mistaken. And if there's any, any doubt about our presence with uh, somebody of the opposite sex, or in a space by ourselves that we're entrusted to, that we're looked at as, that there's no question that uh, my behavior was of the utmost when I'm there. And, you know, a lot of times we'll be exposed to things that uh, are in people's desk and we move things around and we think, see things and there's oftentimes money in desk drawers and so forth. And we just want to be held to the highest standard Absolutely. Uh, yeah. when we're in somebody else's workspace uh, doing work for them. I think to what you just said, I think a really good idea is, especially with, if, if we're going to be providing that level of work and we want to make sure we, when we were there, we did provide that level of service that that person is expecting. 
I think it's very, very important to follow through, or the, and some organizations already do this, where they provide some type of, hey, uh, how was my service on X, X date, right? Did I perform to your standards? Yeah. I think if they're not doing that now, I, I think that's definitely every company, or something every company should look at doing. Yeah, and, and kind of my philosophy about that is, is that you probably shouldn't do that with every job you do, because people then get kind of... Uh, sensitized, desensitized to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and really don't take it serious. But on a uh, smattering of work that we do, of really putting out saying, hey, I really appreciate feedback on this particular job. So somebody will just take the, uh, take the time to say, yes, you did a good job, or here's somewhere that you could use improvement. And one of the things that I've always felt very strongly about, uh, particularly uh, when I managers giving a, a, a person feedback for a performance review that there ought to be also there ought to be the things that I did well and the things that I need improvement in okay. yeah. and we should not take those things of areas of needing improvement negatively but just how people perceive us and we may come across totally different than what we think we are and so as for corrective feedback what is it that I could have done better to perform even if they don't do that, at least you give them the opportunity to say, hey, and then take that feedback with, you know, some seriousness about it, not just say, oh, well, they're an old grouchy person. You can never satisfy him. You can never satisfy her, no matter what you do. Uh, but take those comments constructively to improve your your service to the people. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm a really big proponent of that. It's, it's sometimes we need someone from the outside to tell us what we're what we're kind of missing, right? I know personally, if I knew that I was doing something wrong, I'd probably fix it. But chances are, our ability to to self-assess all the time isn't there, and we just we need our managers to do that for us. Yeah, right? or or our peers, or right. somebody that's watching us yeah. and really making the uh, the investment into each other uh, along the line. And, and I think that's quite okay to create an environment as we're working together of saying, hey, you know, if you'd have said this just a little bit differently. When we yes, were in there, yes, the outcome might have been different. Yeah. It's all about how we say uh, it. And so, and you know, it's that's building a lot of trust between each other and a lot of respect, and without the ability to threaten each other with doing something, particularly when we're training others. So, I think just to kind of wrap up, Ray, today, uh, you know, it really is where we get down to the the nitty gritty of how we behave, how well we do the work, how well we communicate uh, while we're there. Uh, our professionalism and how we dress, how we behave. Yes, even how we clean up after the job's done. And then done uh, is not done till everything is done. done. (laughs) And uh, the paperwork is finished and the job is completely closed out. Uh, I think it's a a great reminder to us all that sometimes we get lax in uh, just going about our everyday tasks. Sometimes we get bored at it. Sometimes we say, oh, Mary called again or... Joe, he's on his high horse again. And so we kind of put our defenses up. But the better off we are, the the, the more we can uh, stay at, at a calm and even pace with our work, the better off we'll be. Yeah. Let's strive for a higher standard. Let's elevate our level of service. We'll be helping others. The value you create is measurable. If you start this, like we said, it's gonna you'll see it in everything that you do. Uh, it'll improve the way you work, the service you provide, It'll make us better people. Right. So I've got a couple of Christmas ideas, suggestions for all these maintenance managers out there. It could be fruitcake 
or uh, or dust pail <laughs> with a whisk broom. Maybe it's a fifty dollar bonus. I don't know. Pick you, uh, pick Take one, and uh, go for it. But uh, you know, respect uh, respect the work of the people that work for you and what they do, and uh, build them up, give them praise, and uh, that will go a long ways as well. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.